one of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. The show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you found your show. Hey, bus driver. Exploring the entire school transportation universe. Talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. A little delayed, obviously, just because we've been kind of teeing up for the end of 2020 so we're, we're here in the final day before winter break and i've got uh, my friends shannon and chad back here for the to join us on the last episode before we go to christmas break so our winter break as everybody probably calls it so thank you both for being here and thank you everybody for being a little patient in our uh, schedule delays so um how's how's everybody doing you guys all excited for winter break any anybody doing anything exciting chad or shannon um no smoking meat (laughs) (laughs) yes yes we're probably gonna make some more jerky absolutely i gotta say the jerky is great oh you like it we really liked it yeah good good yeah Yeah, it's uh i'm a a fan i'm starting to become less of a fan because i'm sure i seriously now when I want something salty, it's like, uh, I guess I'll just eat a saltine. I'm not ready for <laughs> beef jerky. Like I just, I'm getting to where I don't want to eat it. You're saturated all the time. Yes, that's, that's why. That's why I work on two new flavors. Oh, there you so go. I, yeah, yeah, I work on two new limited edition flavors. So that that's why because like I can't eat any more of the stuff. Like I eat it all the time. That's funny. For me, uh, winter break will just be a whole lot of local little things which i'm excited about right just not too much of a schedule and not too many things to do so the time doesn't pass too quickly right yeah before you know it'll it's here and two weeks will be gone in the blink of an eye and we'll be back right back at it yes. so that's uh i think for me just the rest right the rest yeah. and reset and uh you know obviously this year's gonna be a little different for the holidays and we're all being encouraged to not see our families and whatnot so we might have to be a little creative with that but definitely going to be um rest and you know just kind of sit back and probably i think everybody's going to celebrate putting 2020 in the rear view so uh, i think yeah yeah. I, i heard someone say just this morning remember that the rear view mirror is this big and the windshield is this big right much bigger so um looking ahead is really where we have to uh what we have to do Sounds like a meme on the internet. Is that where you saw that? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I, just, I like it. I right, like it's it pretty a lot, good. Pretty perspective. Yeah, it is. It is. I'll just be going back. I'm going back to Oklahoma. I fly back tonight, and I took a little vacation days for next week. Um, obviously, got to smoke meat with Jackson and see him. Uh, stay at home, not seeing mom. Uh, probably swing by and see dad at the VA home. Real quick, you know, window visit. Nice. And uh, sister's not coming in. Nobody's coming in. So it's going to be pretty small and quiet, which is good because I need to start getting some stuff done on the house, too, so we can get it uh, since Courtney's moving out here. So 
gonna do some get the house ready to to lease out out there in Oklahoma. So yeah, it's gonna be pretty pretty busy, really. Yeah, and probably I don't know. I may I may have like you know something other than turkey for Christmas since no one else is coming. It'll just be like big pizzas or something. So Ch- yeah. so Chad, most of us, you know, at least there's quite a few districts that shut down for two weeks. So what do you what do you get to do? I mean, are you just are you on a vacation? Are you still technically working? Uh, do you have? I mean, do you have to check in on anybody or buses to deliver anything like that to close out the year? Um, well, I do have some buses that we need to deliver, but um, everyone's gonna be gone, so they told us to just show up the first of the year. So put those off to the first of the year. I do have some quotes I got to get done for January when everyone comes back. There's a couple of school districts I'm working on some quotes on, so. I have to get those uh, next week. I'm not going to do anything. Like I'm, yeah. I won't do much of anything at all, uh, especially since I took some vacation. Which sales sales people really don't get vacation days. They just if they don't get to the phone, they have permission to miss that phone call. But <laughs> you you rarely you rarely actually get vacation time. Got it. But yeah, the following week I'll be working on quotes, getting those wrapped up, getting them ready. Got it. But nothing hard. I don't have to drive around and see you guys. So. That's pretty painful. I don't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a couple opener questions that want to touch on that have nothing to do with school bus transportation, but they might. Uh, first question, I'll put Chad on the spot. What is your guilty pleasure? And we're still PG-rated podcast, Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. See, that's tough. So what's a PG-rated guilty pleasure? So bourbon, I can't say that, right? You could say bourbon. I mean, they're I all mean, adults, but you're just not going to, you know, say what you're doing after you maybe become completely inebriated and unable to function. <laughs> well, see, that that's what that would imply, is if I say my guilty pleasure is bourbon, then people think, oh, that guy's a lot. Like, nah. You sit around and drink bourbon all the I time? I think if you enjoy a good good bourbon there's nothing wrong with that i think every, there's probably several listeners that would probably enjoy a good good bourbon especially you know what let me let me tell you this i don't i wouldn't say it's guilty but it's kind of funny when an adult you know male of my age and size says this but i've kind of gotten away from it since i've been you know working out of town you know been working in Phoenix are you, are you gonna say pedicures no, nah, I don't. Like, <laughs> I do like. I do kind of like a manicure once in a while. I like. I like that pampering, you know. But um, and we found one last year. We found a place that was showing football games, and Courtney was like, "We should get a manicure together." I'm like, "Ugh!" And we looked in the window and had these big screen TVs, and every one of them had the football game on. I'm like, "Yeah, let's go. Let's go get a manicure <laughs> right now." My treat. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I mean, I can sit here and watch football. Let's do it. But, um, you know, I tell you, I I really enjoy, um, again, I've gotten away from it, but when I move everything out here, I'll have them out here so I can do it more. But I really enjoy uh, remote control cars. That sounds like, fun. I've got mm-hmm. about 18 of them in my garage right now. Um, off-road, super fast, electric. The fast one I got, we clocked it at 62 mile per hour. Nice. Um, wow. That's pretty yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like Radio Shack or Walmart cars. I'm talking like. You know, they're really nice. Yeah. Really nice ones. But they've got a cool yeah, we, couple of tracks out here that I've seen. Little dirt tracks. People yeah. People like get yeah. together and race on. Yeah, I'm excited about getting getting those out here and, and uh, finding time to go play with them. Right for on. Sure. 
I, I wouldn't really say guilty. So probably guilty would be bourbon with remote control cars. There you go. Guilty pleasure. All right. <laughs> Shannon, your guilty pleasure. So I'm going to have to say, you know, coffee. I'm a Starbucks girl. And it's guilty because it's, you know, you choose, I choose to pay for it versus make <laughs> coffee in the Keurig often. So um, anybody who knows me knows I love my coffee and should probably not buy as many as I do. Yeah. No, I, she asks regularly if I would like a coffee. And I, I honestly don't like coffee. So Cruz called my birthday frappuccino today a dessert. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is pretty funny. I'm, I'm not a coffee person either. I don't get it. No. It's like dirty water. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- well, I think it tastes like burnt popcorn. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Pretty interesting. I don't know on my what my guilty pleasure might be. Probably like cheeseburgers. I don't know. I probably eat those like every day, but I shouldn't. So, and I don't, but I probably could. So, I would say cheeseburgers are probably my guilty pleasure. So, uh, Shannon, what was the worst job that you ever had? Okay, so <laughs> um, very early, right out of college, I worked for a toy store as a second job, a part-time job, right? Like a couple nights a week to make the ends meet. And it was terrible. And not that I don't like toys or little kids, because I do, but unload the truck, put the little sticker tags on, the pricing, face the merchandise when the kids literally play with the toys, like, you know, in every other aisle except for the one it belongs. So um, I didn't love that job at all. It was the worst one. Chad? You'd think that you'd think that just being around toys though would offset the misery of the rest of the job. Well, if you could play with them, yeah, you can't play with them. <laughs> can't take them out of the box and put them back. Uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, I thought I would I'd like get, it more than I did. I would get fired pretty quick then, because I'd be like playing with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me take this race car for a test drive and oh, put it back in the box. Hundred percent for sure. <laughs> Riding bikes around and stuff. Yeah. See now, if yeah. I could do that. Yeah, I mean that's the great thing about having boys is we we all play with the same toys as they grow up. You know, I get excited about the different ages. Like, oh, now's the time to get him a you know slot car track. Yeah, let's do it. Oh yeah, I'm totally. I love my kids' toys. There you go. Um, so my guilty pleasure, or and I'm, I'm sorry, we already did the bourbon thing. Sorry, yeah. I've already been drinking this morning. <laughs> uh, the worst job I've ever had. Uh, when I was 15, my cousin and I got a job, and we we're the only two employees. And it was a, we called it a dog farm. So this guy outside of Beaver, Oklahoma, raised uh, racing greyhounds. He had like 100, 100 150 racing greyhounds. And um, so we got the job to go out there, and you had to be there at 6 o'clock in the morning. And, well, I'm sorry, you had to be feeding the dogs by 6 a.m. And, like, the really fast dogs were kept in kennels inside in climate-controlled kennels. As separate kennels, and they had their own little rugs and blankets and stuff. You had to take them out and release them out in this little pen area so they could walk around and, you know, pee and poop and whatnot. And while the other person was cleaning out the kennels. So you had to be out there, and one of them would use the restroom. They'd defecate, for example. You had to immediately go get it scooped up <laughs> so one of them wouldn't step in it and twist an ankle or something. True story. Wow. So we got so good at it, we'd just see one getting ready to, we'd go back there and put the <laughs> shovel down behind them. And just stand there and wait for him to finish, and we throw it in the dumpster. Nice. But so you started, 
you had to be there started by 6 a.m. and you finished up usually about 9 30 night and yeah it was Dang, a long and job watering. yeah and it was it was two dollars like child labor it was two dollars and 75 cents an hour and you stayed there that whole time just turning you out get, puppy dogs you get, you get to leave for an hour for dinner oh. yeah yeah at two dollars and 75 cents an hour yikes now we did. We did. There was occasionally you got to do something cool. You got to help train them. Um, you know, and th- that was kind of the fun part. But ninety percent of it was just taking care of dogs, feeding them, and watering them. And I grew to dislike greyhounds tremendously at that job. That's pretty so, well. Yeah, it uh, it was awful, and especially. And I'm pretty sure minimum wage was four something at the time. We were getting two seventy five. I was going to say the lowest wage I ever made was like three twenty-two. Uh, because I'm not that old, so it I might know be I'm older than sick. you. Oh wow! <laughs> Out shots across, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> so, so mine was uh, I was working a third shift job for a freight company, and was in their billing department. And it wasn't really billing, but it was more like entering their bills of lading, and they had everything had to be entered before you left so there were days where we were done by midnight and other days that we weren't done till like six in the morning because of just how many things had to be shipped and talk about just brutal yeah a lot of data entry and night job going to school during the day and working another job part-time in between there it seems like man when did you have time to do anything but so i figured that's when you would have found a fondness for coffee it sounds like no mountain dew uh, yeah, nature, you know, what do they say? Nature's nectar, the mountains nectar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, love that's me some Mountain Dew. I could call that a guilty pleasure, I guess. Mountain Dew. So I'll add that to my cheeseburger list. But yeah, mine would be rock stars. I'm a big rock oh, star fan. Yeah. So, anyways, getting into the uh, meat and potatoes of this. Just uh, obviously, this is episode 23, and we've in 22 other episodes talked about it quite a bit. Is what this if, the musical part? Is this when we start singing for the holidays? Yeah, no, we're not singing anything. Sorry. Dude, I've been I practicing know, for weeks. I know Shannon's been antsy to sing Same. carols, but we're not. We're going to save the listeners. Just recap of episodes. What do you guys, I mean, we've covered quite a bit from hiring and then COVID and sanitation. And, I mean, we've been all over the place. So what's your, kind of what stands out in your mind the last 22 episodes? Shannon, what's your... You know, kind of so, thoughts on the last 22 episodes. Yeah. So I first, thanks for having me on some of the episodes. And I've been listening and enjoying like such a diverse group of guests and um, just insight and opinions. But my favorite episode was the episode that was fairly recent um, on right prior to School Bus Safety Week, um, where you spoke to... Um, I think it was a mom, an advocate mom yep. in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? You took my answer. <laughs> I'm so I read glad. my notes. <laughs> you guys I just, can share. Yeah, it was, um, it's powerful for me because it's kind of a soft spot for me. But I also um, would love to see like that community contribution here locally that I think people don't realize that they have the power to, right, take a stand and, and help us rally with school bus safety. So I that was my favorite. Which is interesting. I just um, Kate Spree over at uh, Bus Patrol had just reached out to find out they're getting ready to start another campaign in 
uh, Massachusetts. So they're trying to get some listeners and people that will sign a petition to start that whole process there. But uh, Chad, you want to add to that? Yeah, um, Sharon took my answer. Um, surprised that she did it, but it was a great episode. So I agree with her. No, that that was that one was my favorite because of all the information and things that the people didn't know. And then Shannon touched on it. I mean, it it helped people realize that you can start a you know grassroots campaign, if you will, to go out and make this happen happen in your state. And I had a district just this last week that said something about you know it doesn't matter they don't stop you know we do LED strobes or whatever they don't stop anyway. I wish we could figure out how to fix that because, you know, the blah, blah, blah. And I said, you can't. Like, and so I started talking to him about that podcast. So even for me, it was informative and it helped me spread information and say, go listen to this. Hear what they said. It's a great, great ideas, ways to approach it, ways to make things happen. Reach out to bus patrol or whoever. I mean, get, you know, work on this. And so I was, I was blown away just the statistics from that episode. Like I was I mean, it, it was, I don't even know the word for it, but um, that was super informative, really good episode, and just helping people realize the the magnitude of this problem and how they can address it. I thought it was a great episode. It was great. I talked about it for like two weeks after that. Just even people, like friends of mine, like, I don't care. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> Well, in a super diverse like panel, Jason, that you had, you had right a parent who is just right a soup and yeah a parent who has bus riders who is in the community watching the violations happen to um you know the bus patrol folks who are really like working to implement and get a solution out there that's um and everything in between so that so those of us who sit here behind the desk and talk to those families who are concerned and what are you going to do about it and um you know you say what you can but i i feel like often when you know as a transportation leader you get calls like that they think that you really don't care because you say, we'll do what we can, right? We'll submit to DPS the violation. They'll send the violator a letter if we have the, um, excuse me, license plate. And, and it seems to them so like such a detached way to address it. So it was good. Good stuff. So is that something that, you know, district could come up with maybe a, uh some information they could email to them. Like here's contact information to these people or, you know, here's, you know, listen to this podcast, get ideas or, you know. Uh, yeah. I think that, I think the big thing is just trying to find like, where, where do you actually start? Right. And, you know, who to get in front of. And, and honestly, I mean, I, I can attest to, you know, from a school, probably school administrator standpoint, it's probably it's hard to find the time because it's probably a lot of time. And that's probably where, I mean, I don't want to speak to this because she probably has a job as well, but, um, you know, Amber was her name, that she was able to kind of bulldog that and get in front of people. And so she was able to find this time. And here we are. We don't, you know, when do you find this time to get in front of people, you know, and, and run your own operation? I think that's the big piece of how do you, you know, how do you do all this stuff? So um, so that's what I was touching on is can, so you just need one person like Amber. Yeah. So if a school district, when they get that complaint, says, here's here's something that can be done from your end to help us, uh, yeah. go listen to this podcast, contact yeah. these people, and all you need is that one person to go, I'm going to take this bull by the horns and run with sure. it, and then now you get something done. So as you 
push that information out there to the parents that are complaining about it. Maybe you find that one, like Amber, that's going to run with it and make something happen. Yeah. And Arizona is modeled so differently when you look across the United States as it relates to school bus. You know, we have it's each district has its own, you know, DPS is a little different than a state wide agency or oversight it's you know it's just different so it's different everywhere so yeah someone who has the initiative to get it started i'm sure others would jump on board mm-hmm. well there you go there's a project for you yeah <laughs> in our spare time in all that spare time you have so and i and i definitely think like you know mine i'll just say I, well, I do appreciate that one. We've ta- I've talked to so many different people, and I appreciate everybody who's reached out and said, "Hey, we want to come on the show and and talk." And I think the the most interesting piece is just from how quickly COVID took the the world by storm, right, and just became this big thing. And and watching all of these companies that have come and and either put their necks out on the line to offer a training program for people to you know, have 90 days of worth of training to keep bus drivers busy or, you know, uh, onboard sanitation um, device that, you know, basically installs in your bus and helps with those cleaning protocols. And, you know, just some of the other, the little things that have just popped up that weren't, did not exist last year. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, boom, here they are. So, you know, not to say that um, our friends over at um, the training company, I forgot all of a sudden just lost their name for a minute, but uh, infinity. Yeah. Infinity that they were, you know, they existed already, but that was a pretty cool thing to wreck for them to recognize like, Oh, all these people are going to be sitting at home with nothing to do. And rather than lose, you know, send basically furlough or, or, or let people go, you know, that we could offer an online platform to keep people engaged while they're not driving kids well so. and test for knowledge and relevant to what we do with kids not just cdl driving not just um you know driving in general but school bus with students with relevance it was great definitely um and so just transition a little bit you know recap of 2020 obviously i don't think anybody needs to um you know, be reminded of what we've been dealing with. But I did hear something interesting. You know, everybody's like, can't wait for 2020 to end. We're going to start a new year. And, you know, COVID doesn't obviously know when 2020 is over and it's not going to just disappear. So this is going to be something that unfortunately is going to carry into next year. But, um, yeah. you know, I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of just interesting challenges, both from our own personal standpoint, our own business standpoints, um, you know, I had a whole list of topics to talk about that weren't COVID related. And it just seems like everything keeps coming back to that because that's what people want to hear about. So, um, you know, what's just, what are your thoughts just overall on, on how 2020 is? Are you really, obviously you're probably relieved to, to get it behind us, but you know, what, what do you think was the success of, of 2020 and, as it relates to student transportation? So oh, you're on this one, Shannon. Okay, so I I have so many thoughts about 2020, but the biggest thing is how quickly it changed, right? I can recall going into our, I believe it was spring break, right, last year. Just before it. Right, taking just everyone looking forward to a reprieve. And I have to say here in our district, previous to that, we were really hopping with duck and cover driving with gaps in our um, workforce and, you know, 
always the absences or field trips to cover and everybody was just so ready for the break in the sunshine and in my almost 19 year career it was like no nobody ever closed school so although there was little whispers of it I thought yeah there's no way they're not gonna close school and then it was okay maybe just till April whatever the date was, yeah, it was like a week or you know two maybe just a week spring break is what we did right and so so you're still not really looking ahead as it relates to how you do your work each day because it's just a little interruption but it, it certainly um changed the way we look at things the way we think all of the sudden i feel like for student transportation right we have a workforce that's pretty diverse and many of them are not technology um fans and so how do we get the word out? We have a lot to say to them. We know we only can capture their attention for so long. How do we get the word out to them? Is it by phone? Is it by email? Are they going to check their email? Like really thinking about all of those ways to communicate and then telling them only what they needed to know because so much information was coming. Um, so that, that was a big turn. And then all of a sudden that kind of became our new normal, but we were also still routing to deliver meals and to deliver student curriculum on paper for those who didn't have technology. Um, We really, I mean, for me, it just shows, right? I say all the time, like, we adapt and we adjust um, to whatever's needed because all of a sudden we were collating packets and, um, you know. That was like a a week project. I mean, we we lifted that pretty fast and all of a sudden... We're delivering Amazon-style 4,000 curriculum packets and food. And, um, you know, I mean, we're definitely keeping people busy, but it was a whole different look of what student transportation became. I mean, we, we literally went from delivering kids to delivering supplies. School, so, right. I mean, that's definitely, definitely was uh, a big challenge and, and just trying to – I think I, I liked that piece of it, trying to be a – like a puzzle, right? Here's what's today's challenge and how are we going to fix it? What's tomorrow's challenge? How are we going to fix it? And just kept, you know, going and going. I think everybody listening probably had a very similar feel to that and, you know, probably still experiencing that. So um, from student transportation to DoorDash. Yeah, for sure. Basically. For sure. It was. And then, you know, you go into summer and it's like, okay, what is it going to look like? And it's kind of been at least for me, kind of that hurry up and wait. And don't plan too far. Don't plan too deep because likely it will change. So you try to tell people because they need something to be assured, um, but not too much. So I think it's taught us to be diverse and it's taught us to be patient. Um, um, for, for me, the, the hardest part, I think, is keeping people engaged as it relates to training because we're so used to be able to bring them in a tabletop setting where they can actually role play or on a bus and doing activities that are engaging but fun with their colleagues and all of a sudden we're trying to like make that magic happen and keep them engaged whether it be a zoom or on paper or email so for me that that's something I think looking ahead that I would like to figure out how to do better or in small groups so it can be impactful especially nine months into it you know people are starting to get bored with it which is a weird thing to say that people are getting bored with a pandemic complacent yeah yeah, but uh, you, you're seeing a lot, like, you know, people are starting to get lazy with their mask and starting to get lazy with the sanitizer, and it's like, guys, this is still here, Yeah, and it, it hasn't slowed down, it's, it's accelerated because people are, you know, they're getting complacent, they're not doing what they should do, mm-hmm. so, so I'm sure, same on the training side. Yeah, it is the new normal, so we have to, right, attack it as such, like, it's not just, it's not just for a little while. So well, we- to that point, I mean, we spring 
100 people, 120 people into a room, and that was a mandatory thing. And now, with trying to get everybody into a Zoom, or, you know, our schedules are so much different, because half of our staff is at a school working a straight day, and the other half is still working, you know, a bus driver shift. So, um, you know, it's, and it, you can't, you can't do as many, just the feel of it, right? It's just, it's just Community. different. And, yeah. Um, you know, one of our drivers, longtime drivers, has been here a long time. She said, you know, she feels that she's just so disconnected because she's working at school. And, you know, and so, you know, I think those are the things that we're, tr- like, we do. We're trying to communicate through email and, um, you know, Zoom, nobody, I mean, people knew what Zoom was, I think, before March, but there were, you know, now all these different ways to meet via virtually, you know, virtual platform, and it just, I I think that's one thing that I would commend most transportation personnel on, is that, you know, when you talk about the that big lift of technology that basically got ramrodded right down everybody's throat, that's what they needed to do, and I think everybody pretty much, you know, kind of grabbed it and did it because they didn't have another option, so, um, you know, I think that's, you know, some of the successes is how quickly we're able to pull it all together. Yeah, I mean, important as we wrapped up the semester, too, to say to people, look back when you feel, like, a little bit tired and a little bit beat down, look back and at all the things that you accomplished, Right. It, maybe it wasn't your normal work, but um, a lot of things that you would have never challenged yourself to do, you've done and you've done well. So so kudos out to all right student transportation mm-hmm. folks. It, it was an interesting year. We did well. For sure. Any uh, what what do you think were the challenges? I mean, obviously, the timeline. Wait, and, and everything. wait, wait. I, was, I wasn't done 2020. I oh. didn't really get to go. OK. Well, you said you were going to defer to Shannon, so I just figured. Well, you to, I guess I. You're right. I should say <laughs> start. So you, a couple, you? a couple, a couple of quick things. Number one, I've enjoyed. I don't have to keep my my goatee trimmed as often because go. I get to wear a mask. So it's like, oh, that's a bonus for me personally. <laughs> but also, finally, people are a little cleaner. Like I've been to a lot of you know airport restrooms and i've seen a lot of guys leave without washing their hands and it disgusts me <laughs> but now that i know that there's hand sanitizer everywhere and they're all wearing masks and like that's the one the one benefit but I think, didn't you just say people were being complacent so how do you know that it's actually working i'm i'm just hoping really it's just like <laughs> there's a visual that supports the yeah, hope <laughs> like he didn't wash his hands but i bet he uses some hand sanitizer at some point in time today right fair enough so yeah yeah, so I'm thinking like, okay, maybe people have gotten a little cleaner. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe that. I, I want to believe that. So, well, and it's, I mean, you can take that a step down. Take that a step further and say all the, you know, we've got bus drivers that probably didn't mop their bus, but once a year, and now are being required to do that on a more frequent basis. All the cleaning and sanitation protocols that we put in on the school bus itself, and uh, the multiple times that the surfaces are supposed to be disinfected and. You know, so that was I mean, going to be my next thing. Yes, yeah. and and school buses, that capsule of germ, that, that germ delivery capsule that runs around the city is finally cleaner than they've probably ever been in the history of school buses. Yep. And, I mean, and you think about it, those dirty petri dish kids. on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, I mean, it's just a lab experiment rolling around town. Just it's all these different germs and gross little things and boogers and whatnot finally clean they're clean they're very clean 
Yes, and the open air roof hatches are open, windows are cracked. You know, there's yeah. there's an engagement and an awareness, and I would say a sense of pride to those. For many of our staff, right, I sanitize three times. They like to check that box. And you know what? Our staff stayed well. I mean, I can speak for our district, but we stayed healthy. Yeah, that that is definitely a success. We did not have, so far, knock on wood, one positive COVID case come out of our department. So we That's had great. people that were exposed, um, you know, kids that, that brought it to school or whatnot. But because of our protocols and procedures, we have not lost one staff member that had to be out for more than 14 days. And you go back to 2019 where you mop the floors once a year. Yeah. You got a bus full of sick kids all the time. Oh yeah. And staff. Right. I mean, yeah. sure. We had people that were sick, but nobody that's tested positive. So, um, you know, that's, uh, definitely, definitely positive, but. And, and, and coming from the used bus industry, I've swear I've seen buses that never had the seats wiped down in the history of the bus. A 15 year old bus that's ever had the seat wiped down. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's a, it's great. I mean, it's a testament to all the schools getting together, the districts getting together, everyone putting their heads together if they need to, or, you know, relaying information to other people. And that's one thing I've seen is the communication, you know, and in hearing the communication, oh, yeah, I talked to this director and this director and this district's doing this. And so, you know, we're doing that. And then people calling each other saying, what are you using? What, what type of chemical are you sure. using? What type of, you know, sprayers are you using and just yeah. everyone help each other out, do the best they can. It's, it's been, been good to see for sure. Yeah, We definitely did that with TAA and, you know, the use of our website, we were posting links up of all the, the different supplies that people were using. We had a couple of surveys going and responses where people could go and, and quickly reference what their neighbors were doing or what others were doing. And then, you know, every once a month, actually, we're doing it every week for a while there. Mm-hmm. We're getting together on Fridays and, and kind of just having a little Let's Talk roundtable session. And what what were the changes that were handed down and how are you, you know, how are you going to, uh, you know, tackle that? So it's um, definitely been interesting for sure. That's all I got. So kids are cleaner. Hopefully other people are cleaner and I don't trim my beard as much. There you go. So what's your challenge been then? Challenges and areas to improve for 2021. You know, I I will say this, like, this is new to me, you know, and I brought this up to a couple people, you know, it's been frustrating. It it has been frustrating because not able to just go to districts, go to, you know, have meetings, you know, stop in, you know, that type of stuff has been a little frustrating, but have I handled it perfectly? I don't think anybody has. And this, and I tell people, this is the, this is my first pandemic as a sales rep, you know, I've been in sales <laughs> for years. This is my first pandemic. Like, could I've handled it better looking back? Yeah. If I could have done some things differently for sure. Been more efficient or, you know, done something different, but I didn't know how to handle it. I've been learning as I go as well. And I'm sure other sales reps can say the same thing that, uh, this is new to us as well. And, and figuring out how do you overcome this, how, you know, the zoom meetings, for example, and conference calls and you know we had districts that like we don't even want you to we don't want anybody to even stop by you're not even allowed in the gate okay well so how do we do this you know i guess get on a zoom call well we're busy but you know why hey i'm available weekends and nights as well you know whatever we need to do let's, sure. let's figure out how to get around it so um so yeah that, that's been a challenge for me is trying to navigate and figure out how to be a rep through a pandemic and uh you know, 
if another one ever hits, I got a better idea of how to handle it. So that's good. Well, I hope, I sure hope in our lifetime we don't have another one. So, Shannon. Yeah, everyone's cleaner. I don't think it's going to happen. Everyone's <laughs> using hand sanitizer. That's right. The face. There you go. That's right. I think looking ahead just from the student transportation, next year is not going to be, like you said, different. It's not going to just go away. Um, so for me, it's finding a way to get people to not feel that they're on that island or disconnected. So even if we have to bring them in small groups and get them together um, in a safe way for some kind of training or collaboration. Um, also, really like hiring new staff because right now all of our students are not riding buses and hiring bus drivers has always been a challenge. Um, but kids are going to come back as things improve and we need school bus drivers. So not only was it hard to begin with, but now there's a little sense of, I'll say, worry for some applicants who maybe were on the fence as it relates to a pandemic mm -hmm. and right sanitation and things like that. So how do we attract uh, new folks? Yeah, that's... I'm I'm I'm, wor I'm working on that solution. I'm working on a business plan that when you buy a bus, you also have a catalog of drivers, and you can buy. I say buy. That's the wrong. It's like word. customize you your driver. You can select a driver to go with that bus. <laughs> nice. Well, Chad, <laughs> if I, I get I, if I get that nailed down, I will be so wealthy. I keep saying that, and at the end of my career, we're going to see self-driving school buses. So we won't even that that problem will be solved. Yeah. No. We should don't. do like a we should do like a drone thing where they can just sit in an office and they can drive the. That's bus what like I'm talking drone. about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Self-driving. You have like a wall of screens. And you can kind of see, and I think it will happen. Nobody believes me, but I think it will. Then weren't they just trying to get ready to pilot that in Florida with some like small buses, and then like the state of, or the feds came out and told them that they had to cease operations because they they weren't allowed to. That was an article like last year before twenty twenty, I believe. And you're probably right, but like I get skeptical with safety, evacuation, sure, engagement, bus management. Maybe. Well, here's the deal. You're still, still going to have to have a monitor. You're still going to have to have somebody on that bus, whether behind the wheel or not. You well, know, you're still going to like have, a, to, you have to hire people. Can't you have like a C-3PO or something? that would just Like, like what's that little vacuum cleaner? And... <laughs> yeah, the you Roomba? could do like shot collars. <laughs> you have like shot collars. Shot like, collars. Like, doing something, you just, yeah. Give them a little, nice. The guy, the guy looking at the monitors give him a little zap. Gentle reminders. Down. Let's call him that instead. It, it yeah, probably yeah, won't. I mean, I get it. The the monitor. and a, yeah, I yeah, but you're so right. Adult, like yeah. we taught, it, the technology is coming. But anyway, I I just think that um, you know, those are some things that we really need to look ahead to because again, the momentum isn't going to change. We have to keep the pace and keep our energy right. Yeah, and we're not. I you know, I'm, I know there's school districts around the country that haven't even come back to school. Right, everybody's still online, so. I don't. I haven't even heard what some bus drivers are. You know, did they lay everybody off? Did they, you know, are they keeping them busy at schools for some some sort of online learning? Or I, I don't really know. You know, so if somebody wants to reach out, let us know what you guys are doing. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, challenges. I think just continuing on that. I, I agree the communication piece. I I agree that um, you know, it's it's just definitely how do we adjust to. I mean, this probably won't even go away in 2021, right? I mean, we're probably still going to see this lingering for the next couple of years. So, and, and to Chad's point, the cleanliness, the protocol, all those protocols have to probably continue. Um, you know, so making sure that. Oh, 
you know, you're finding time, you're, you're providing the amount of time that drivers need in order to follow all of those procedures. It's been so I huge. think a lot of, a lot of companies and districts are probably going to want to go back to the way it was and, you know, taking that time back away and you're not, you're not going to be able to provide a safe environment if you're, if you're trying to go backwards. So, um, can I, can I say without saying, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I have one district. I won't, I won't say the name that, they uh, went back to school and the board voted that they wanted to go back to start up as normal as possible so they didn't require masks they didn't require you know a lot of the stuff that everyone else is doing because they wanted it to be as normal as possible for the kids and my reply was but it's not normal right now like you that you can't wish this away yeah and and the reply was well they shut off the water fountains i'm like that doesn't fix anything yeah like, that's like the most minor problem you have is the water fountains. Like that's not going to make it go away, guys. Like this, you can't wish this away. Well, and so I can, that, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So you know, I, I get that everyone wants it to go away, but you can't just like we're going to hope it does. You know, we're going to go back because we want to be as normal as possible. But we're not normal. Like yeah. this isn't normal. I mean, I you know you touched on it. I hope that this continues even past 2021. 2022 let's let's all keep the hand sanitizer out let's it's all keep pretty... it available for everybody let's <laughs> sure. just you know yeah, let's, it, let's... it really is going to be the new normal i feel like you know it's, some of the things that we have rolled out with should remain the new normal yeah and i i think i can add to the success column that you know people were when when the language from whether it was the health departments that were coming out and saying everybody's gonna have to wear a mask on a school bus because we can't you know, separate kids or you can't realistically only have 10 kids on the school bus, right? This is not going to work. So, uh, every, you know, I remember seeing social media posts, ah, it's garbage. It's never going to work. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I tell you it's working. You know, our kids, 90% of them are not having a mask wearing issue. They're required to wear them all day at school. They get on the bus. We don't, I mean, we sure we remind them, but we have not heard what I think we made up in our heads of this problem that it was going to create, if that makes sense. And I, I think that, you know, whether that's a testament to the parents really drilling at home to their kids saying, you will do this, um, or the kids just really buying into it. And they, you know, they all got their little stylish mask and they were eager to show you and, you know, just bought into it. They knew what they needed to do. And I think it was really us adults that were making this a bigger issue than it needed to be. And they want to be in school. You know, yeah. I think that our kids, I mean, I can speak for my own children. They want to be in school. They want the routine. They want the social action, the interaction, excuse me. They want to be there. Yep. And then you got my 11 year old out in small town, Oklahoma. They're not requiring masks. The teachers don't wear masks. I actually had a teacher here a couple months ago that his wife was really sick. They took her to get a COVID test. It's going to be a couple of days before they get the results. This is on Wednesday. He goes on to school with him and his two kids on Thursday. I find out all this on Saturday, by the way. Or, I'm sorry, Sunday I found out. So he goes back to school Thursday, him and his kids. You know, his wife's sick and he thinks he may have COVID. Let's all go back to class. Let's go back to school. He teaches my 11-year-old's class. Um, I asked my son, did he wear a mask? Like, no, he never wears a mask. Did you guys have on a mask? And he's like, some of us did, yeah. Okay. Which I, in other words, no doubt I didn't wear my mask that day. <laughs> you know? But, so then his son, who also played on the football team, who snapped the, the ball to my stepson, um, he was there Friday night playing. 
So they, and by the way, they don't go to school on Fridays. So they had plenty of time Friday to go get a rapid test for him and his kids, right, to make sure they're good. But they waited till Saturday after the game to go get a rapid test to find out everybody in that household is positive. Damn. But you don't want to miss that football game. You know, I was livid. Like, he taught my son without a mask to potentially infected, you know, my child and others. Yeah. And his son played in the football game, snapping the football to my stepson, could have infected him and others. Oh, by the way, dude, the town they played a few days later came out. There was quite a few kids on the team that got COVID and they were quarantining like half the town. And it's like, yeah, because they played against even kids letting with COVID. Them play. I mean, every, I know. none of our kids are, I don't think any, all sports are AIA sports shut down and postpone winter sports. Yep. Yeah. Not in Oklahoma. No. No. Well, they do Jinx things Oklahoma, different back there, Jinx Chad. Oklahoma. So. Jinx, Oklahoma, where I'm, <laughs> where, my, where I'm from, they just won their 17th, 17th state championship. And wow. Actually, it's national news. You see the article floating around about uh, all these kids gathering without masks and social distancing. That's Jinx, Oklahoma. It was all over. I saw it on national news. Crazy. A few different, yeah. yeah it was, uh, but, you know, they won. So it's number 17. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they uh, they do whatever. Which Oklahoma's it's the whole state of its own. Oklahoma. I don't, believe, I don't believe a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So topics you guys would like to see next uh, next year when we come back from from uh, I guess well when we enter into twenty twenty one. So I'm still gonna continue my vote for a musical. By the way, a musical. Yeah. Okay. A musical episode. Well, as long as you're gonna sing and Shannon can follow, you guys, I will just <laughs> I'll do the sound check for you, but I will not participate in singing. I'm a singer. I'm telling you. Um, I I think that um, just continuing to bring just diverse guests that some some of the episodes, I won't be able to think of one immediately, but like, okay, so the one that you had with the hay bus driver or the um, comedian, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes lightening it up gives a different perspective, too. So I did like that thrown in a little bit, but I think it would be great to have... uh, Right, some district leadership that are not transportation folks, like superintendents, or sure. like seeing it through the lens of someone else, and as well having allowing them to be able to see it through our lens, yeah. whatever that might look like. I, I feel like that's a giant gap in our work always. So, mm-hmm. um, bringing someone in who might be willing in a small or medium sized district that would be kind of cool. Cordarius Jones from Mr. Bus Driver. Mr. Bus Driver. Cordarius. Funny guy. And- Hysterical. Yep, check out his page. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, those are all, I think be awesome, a superintendent, uh, human resources director, business services, you know, some of the business side that people don't necessarily see that goes into beyond student transportation, right? And I, I'm hopeful that we can get some of those folks in here. But uh, I mean, I even think, like, teacher, how do how do we make our, the magic happen? Because sure. they don't really understand, I don't think. Hopefully get our, our ladies with PBIS in here so they can talk a little bit about positive behavior interventions and supports. But, awesome. you know, they can definitely give us a kind of a teacher perspective. For sure. Chad? Uh, I, I, I agree with Shannon almost 100%, but we're, we're always on the same page. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you know, occasional just lighten up episode like this episode. I think is going to be a good one just because it kind of touch on some things and it's not all one subject. You know, I think uh, you know, occasionally does something in there to lighten it up is is a great idea and it keeps people you know coming back and you know listening to more. And um, I think it'd be kind of cool if, if, if you know 
whether it's someone's kids that you know or whatever, I think it'd be kind of cool to have one episode with with some kids on there, even for you know part of the episode, just yeah. like you know, just to get some of their stories and you know, some, make sure they're a funny kid. We don't want to drive kids. You can yeah, ask my kids. I like my bus driver. They're cool. <laughs> my my own children. Um, it was like, don't you dare let me hear that you did not right. Put your mm-hmm. bus driver. You know, so they might be fun looking back. Kind of like Ricky yeah, Bobby, I mean, the first time that he gets interviewed, and he's like, "I don't know what to do with my hands." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it's it'd be kind idea. of funny, kind of cute, you know, just getting some kids on there and just uh, you know asking them some questions and lighting it up would be kind sure. of a funny little episode. But but no, I think um, continuing to focus on on safety is is important. Yeah. You know, we we touched on quite a bit of it this last year, a lot of it. You know, all the way through the camera systems to the COVID and disinfecting to you know, electronic stability control or collision mitigation, you know, that type of stuff that's coming down the pike, and, you know, stop arm cameras and all that. I mean, it's all really important. Um, buses are, I mean, they're getting more and more technical, you know, a lot more technology in them, you know, just continue to address that. Anything coming, you know, coming down the, coming down the line, you know, touch on it. Maybe we find something that hasn't quite hit the market yet that we can, you know, get people excited about. It'll be an sure. interesting show as well, but. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I think the more that, you know, I think the big thing for me is just getting, continuing to get this show out there, right? We've, we keep, seems like LinkedIn seems to be the a good place to get this out in front of professionals, and a lot of people are starting to follow the show, so hopefully they pass it around to their colleagues and whatnot, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm open that people want to reach out and come share their perspectives, you know? I mean, the more people that we can kind of have these panel topics and you know, we've done that with Keith over at Buff, Bus Right, and you know some of the people that he's introduced us to, and kind of given a, a national look around at, at what we're doing kind of across the country. And mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody's given their kind of perspective and insight. So I appreciate Keith, and that was all Keith reaching out from LinkedIn, you know, saying, "Hey, let's let's talk." So I, you know, uh, a solid positive shout out to him and and what he's doing over there. So. Um, you know, I, I've i got loads of topics that we can, you know, that we're going to hopefully get into. And like I said, I want to, you know, at least make it another solid year before we figure out the future of the show. But, you know, confident that we can keep it going. But I want to, you know, really thank both of you for continuing to, you know, last minute. I usually say, hey, you want to do a show and, and being able to find time in your schedules to, to come in and do this. So um, kudos to both of you. And I hope that you have a wonderful winter break with your families and, and loved ones yes uh, always always there for you even if it's driving down the highway yeah right. I'll, no I'll i'm glad that you're in a safe position now that you don't have to be talking and driving at the same time yeah. it's exciting yes. it's super exciting to be a part of it so yeah it's great i'm, I'm glad you let me be part of it as well yep i'm sure well, all you, the fans are you work also. you got two weeks to work on a musical with shannon we'll call it um coffee burgers and bourbon <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. Oh, I'm teasing. That's funny. Yeah. So, so, so Jackson needs to get big enough that he can sponsor your sponsored podcast. Hey, like, hey bus driver, brought to you by Big Daddy Jacks Beef Jerky. I'm into that, but you told me that we couldn't, we couldn't, you know, let people know about it because you guys weren't ready to. Oh my gosh, yeah, the kid is. I mean, yeah, he's. He, I'm, I'm now an employee of his. I'm not getting paid. But I've been recruited to help him. So you so, made more uh, more money to shovel dog poo over over, over smoking yep. jerky. 
I'm working yeah. for a kid. Fair enough. I'm great. I'm going to turn him into the labor labor union, and I'm yeah, I'm going to unionize. There you I'm go. I'm tired of working for free. There you so go. Once you once you guys are commercially able to put it, you know, put out that that jerky, I'm ready. It'll be my first sponsorship. Big Daddy Jack <laughs> on the bus. I like it. <laughs> All right, friends, we're going to wrap it up. I hope everybody has a wonderful winter break. Everybody gets rest. Stay safe. Uh, check us out. You know, all our social media. I think the big thing, if you can, share with your friends. For sure. You know, that information yeah. like Chad and Shannon both talked about, you know, the more people that are looking for this information, we're out here talking about it. and You know, fairly easy easy listening, I think. I mean, it's you know, cringeworthy so on my end, I guess. But, uh, you know, we're, we're doing pretty good. So thanks to everybody who's popped in. I think we're almost pushing 4,000 listens on our all the episodes that are out there, so that's pretty good. But, uh, nice. yeah, I mean, kudos to everybody, and I hope everybody has a happy new year, and we, you know, we're we're finally starting to see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, so. And it's a cheap Christmas present. Share the link with your family. That can be a Christmas there present. There you go. Just write a, I just like write it. Yeah, check and it wrap out. it like it. and be like, here's hours of listening <laughs> pleasure to you. Merry Christmas. There you go. Yeah, for sure. Very good. Thanks for having us, Jason. All right, friends. Appreciate yes. it. Thank you, Jason. We'll talk to everybody later. Thank you. Bye. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yep. You've been listening to Hey Bus Driver. Thanks for being part of our community. If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver, signing off.